How to tell when you're getting old, your favorite hip-hop albums start celebrating their 28th anniversaries. The Low End Theory, one of the top three hip-hop albums of all time, turns 28 years old today. Rest in peace, Fife Dog. Back in the days on the boulevard, Q-Tip, Fife Dog, to a lesser degree, Jerobi and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Hey, yo, Fife, you remember that routine? There are very few albums that I know front to back, and this one you could put on song one, and I could rap you the entire album. Not that you would enjoy that. I could rap you the entire album, and it's lyrical brilliance. It'd be a good podcast. About what? Rapping a whole album? True raps an entire album to you. ASMR style. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. And if you say my style is whack, this way you're dead wrong. I slay a body and El Segundo, then push it along. Every day at 4 o'clock, we present John's Joints. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. John's Joints, where John reads news stories. I play lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them, and you identify those three songs at the end of John's Joints after answering a question about John's Joints themselves. Up for grabs today? How about a pair of tickets to go check out Trans-Siberian Orchestra in their Christmas Eve and Other Stories show at Amelie Arena, Sunday, December 15th at 3 p.m. That is a premium prize, and you can win it on John's Joints. Let's light up another one. Let's light up another. <coughs> Let's light up another one. It's John's joints. <coughs> Only on 102.5 The Bone. John's joints being brought to you by Mad Beach Dive Bar. Make sure to get out there tonight. The Frank and Dean experience is in the house. These Frank guys, and Dean. these guys actually look kind of cool. They look like they're like lounge singer types. They wear tuxedos. Uh, so get out there, check them out tonight. This weekend, a lot of uh, great live music coming uh, Friday night. Oh, Meg Odd. Oh my God! With Eric Swanson will be in the house. So get out there. Pound some claws. They've got a great craft beer selection as well as a full liquor bar. And make sure you let them know you heard about them right here on Drew Garabo Live. We love you, Will. So a little bit of breaking news. It looks like uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will take measures to uh, start the impeachment process for our president, Donald Trump. What? Uh, She took the stage today to talk about the possibility of impeachment. Uh, Her comments come as more than a dozen Democrats, many of them moderates, have endorsed impeachment proceedings against President Donald Trump. The calls come as Democrats have questioned whether Trump improperly used his office to pressure the Ukrainian president to investigate political rival Joe Biden's family. Uh, The administration is withholding a whistleblower complaint, at least partly related to that matter, from Congress. So... So I did a little bit of a dive, not a deep dive, a very shallow dive into this Ukraine situation. Tell me if I have this right by what you know so far. Okay. During the Obama administration. Okay, that's right so far. Joe Biden got his, either got his son or his son got a job on the board of directors of some Ukrainian power company. Correct. That, that was owned by some dude who was ousted from power in the Ukraine. Right. Looked very sketchy on Joe Biden's part that his son would somehow get this job 
and that the Obama administration had some weird dealings with the Ukraine. I mean, in a nutshell, yeah. I okay. mean, there are supposed actions that Joe Biden took that uh, could have positively affected his son's position right. within uh, within the Ukraine. So it all stems from the fact that Joe Biden's son was was having improper dealings with the Ukraine as a whole. Yes. Right. So th- that's where it stems from. And, and I need to say this. I believe all organized politics is corrupt. I'm, I might lean left socially, but I know... I don't like the Democrats any more than I like the Republicans. I believe all politicians are corrupt. So then, after all that, Donald Trump somehow, allegedly, maybe, withheld some money from the Ukraine and said, you'll get that money when you investigate Joe Biden. Or at least was saying, I'm holding this money until you tell me what I want. I mean, I would think that he already knew. Like right. He, like, like he knew something was up. He knew there was a connection. Sure. So whatever he did to get that information, uh, you know, I I honestly think that a lot of people have not let go of the Russia thing. I think that the Russia thing was over two and a half years of people feeling like that was the end-all, be-all for Donald Trump. Right. And whether or not you feel it was pushed properly, I think this is just people who oppose Donald Trump not giving up, not giving in, and not wanting to say – we're going to let this guy move forward with his presidency. Because up until recently, Nancy Pelosi has has been saying, I'm not going to push for impeachment. Right. So whether or not something happened overnight for her to think this Ukrainian situation is bad enough uh, for her to do so, or she's getting pressure from within the party, wherever, wherever it's coming from, I personally think it's a, another grasp at straws, and I don't see this leading to the impeachment of Donald Trump. Personally. Yeah, it seems like the left especially is jonesing for an impeachment because they know they don't have an electable Democrat as it is right now? I don't know, man. And and, and who's to say, I mean, as these... I mean, right now, Joe Biden is the, uh, you know, the front runner. I mean, Joe Biden's coming out and saying, I can take out Donald Trump. Right. So you have to wonder how much of that goes into he's taking out their lead guy simultaneously. So if you're going to take out Joe Biden because it's going to come out that he was doing shady stuff as a vice president, right? Uh, then we're going to take you down with him. Correct. It's all just a mess, and it all shows you how corrupt politicians are on both sides, I believe. And, and you know, there, there may be a line, and there may be some fundamental differences, but you're absolutely right in the sense of it's one big cesspool, yep. and you can feel like your party stands on a higher ground, and maybe you're party's candidate has more of a moral compass than Donald Trump, but at the end of the day it's all dirty and they're all in, in it together, so yep. us being divided on it is, is is ultimately exactly what they want. Right, so right. If we keep that up, they'll be happy. Correct. Let's not keep that up. Let's all look at these corrupt politicians and go, there's corruption on all sides. Yeah, that's the thing. that you, When we talk about things that could bring us together, that should be one of them. We should be able right. to look and just say the system is flawed. The system is not working you know, for the everyman, no matter right. who you believe in. So, right. Uh, sad news uh, from the local story we covered yesterday. A Florida high school football player who collapsed during a game last Friday is now uh, completely brain dead. Uh, I'm not sure if he has actually been taken off of life support uh, as of a little bit ago. He hadn't. Um, 17-year-old Jaquez, uh, Jaquez Welch, a captain of the Northeast High School football team in St. Petersburg, never got up after making a tackle and was rushed to a hospital where doctors determined he was su- he was suffered from severe bleeding in the brain from a pre-existing condition. Uh, Welch's mother says her son's organs will be donated, um, which doctors told her will be saving at least seven lives. Uh, Welch's high school plans to start an annual $5,000 scholarship in his honor as well. 
Yeah, I think they said it's a tribute to his unselfishness that he was able to save seven people's lives through harvesting his organs. And uh, it's, it's a tragedy. Our thoughts, and uh, and if you pray, then pray for uh, his family to get through this. Absolutely. There's a... There's no silver lining there. there. I mean, the seven lives that are saved, obviously, but the, but the fact you know these parents lost their, their child yep. on a football field is, is devastating. Uh, some interesting news coming out of the Making a Murderer saga. Yeah. Uh, you watched Making a Murderer, right? I did, right? yeah. Uh, I, when it came out, I don't know that I had ever been more captivated by a uh, crime documentary before. It took the country by storm. Well, the filmmakers are now working on a new documentary about the case, and they're saying that a prisoner who has not been identified but is a but is a notable convicted murderer has confessed to the murder of Teresa Hallback, Bach, the the murder that the whole thing is based around. Right. Uh, the confession could possibly lead to the release of Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey, who were convicted of the killing of Hallbach in 2007. Uh, the story will be part of an unofficial sequel to Making a Murderer that will be called Convicting a Murderer. I um, I think Stephen Avery did it. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I think Stephen Avery did it. I watched the whole thing, and I genuinely think Stephen Avery did it, and I feel so bad for that kid, uh, that special needs kid. Brendan Dassey. Brendan, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've watched it. I think I even watched it twice, and I mean, there are some things that don't make sense. Right. And I don't – I think those things cannot make sense, and he can still be guilty. Right. So I don't know, man. I mean, the thought that there's somebody out there – Confessing, I mean, that happens all the time, and it's not true. I mean, at this point, this is a major newsmaker that if you're a guy who's convicted for murder and you're already spending life behind bars, sure. why not yeah. drum up some controversy and can you know confess to a murder that that is that is going to get a lot of coverage? Yeah, why not make a false confession and uh, and get yourself a little bit of run? What else are you going to do? Just languish away in jail? I don't know. It'll be I very interesting languish to see. enough. I should use language. Yeah, uh, we will see if this leads to the release of uh, Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. I, 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 I hope Brendan gets out of. I hope he gets out of, uh, Me too. of prison because what that was one of the saddest parts oh. because he just, if you believe he's innocent. He couldn't even grasp what was happening when he got locked up in prison. I remember as a wrestling fan, I was I was very sad to hear uh, he couldn't grasp the fact that he was going to miss WrestleMania, uh, you know, when he was first locked away. So hopefully he makes it out. And I know in the past, X-Pac and some other wrestlers have tried to uh, to get him to a WrestleMania. So maybe, who knows, maybe he gets out and he's here in Tampa. Uh, have him right in the studio. That, w- that would be lovely. I just, I don't like that Stephen Avery at all. That, ugh. What a, yeah, th- it, it was just seems like a bad crew. I think there was a lot of bad going on in oh, that yeah. area and with a lot of different people. And uh, and it's amazing he turned out that way with such solid parenting. <laughs> uh, we've talked before about uh, the homeless epidemic that is taking place in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors that the bubonic plague is just around the corner because of all the people going to the bathroom on the streets. Well, a residential neighborhood in San Francisco now resembles a scene out of the Rocky West after a group of neighbors have banded together to place over two dozen giant boulders along the sidewalk to try and deter homeless people from camping out amid the city's ongoing homeless crisis. Neighbors along Clinton Park in the city's Mission Dolores neighborhood said the rocks are meant to keep drug users away and, to, and make sure that they don't have a space to shoot up as they camp out. 
Uh, one of the neighbors was quoted saying, they shoot up every night and they stay there. A bunch of my neighbors all chipped in and with a few hundred dollars came up with this idea to get giant boulders to set into the street. Um, boulders? I've never heard of that as, a, as an, uh, a solution for the homeless problem. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at the picture of them. If I'm a, if I'm a homeless guy and I'm looking to shoot up, this looks like a great little seat. Yeah. I hop down on the side of one of these boulders. So it supposedly is working. Um, but this is uh, one of the other details of this story. Uh, San Francisco has recently had to put in uh, – the city has set up public toilets and last year announced the creation of a special six-person daily poop patrol that has to clean up human waste off of the city sidewalks. I mean, if my if my options are have a poop patrol or let the bubonic plague run rampant again, I'm going poop patrol. But I, I would just think there's something bigger you can do as a city. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what that is, but obviously the, the homeless people aren't feeling a need to uh, do anything. They're kind of just enjoying their homeless life. They yeah. go to the bathroom on the side. They're shooting up. So I think you've got to take a deeper look at why there's so many homeless people and fix that, not just clean up their poop after they've made a mess on your streets. Right. There's one city that I uh, just saw as such a bad homeless problem that they're banning panhandling in medians and at crosswalks, and I, I agree with that. I think you have the right to ask other people for money. I don't think you have the right to be a nuisance and a danger and a hazard when it comes to traffic flow. So, uh, you know, panhandle but don't panhandle on the side of an interstate well and that's what i mean that's what this is in a different way as far as being a nuisance and a danger with the human waste and the needles Ugh. that are found all alone along this tenderloin district i mean that's a that's a whole other kind of a health risk that uh i don't want to be a part of no I, I don't want the bubonic plague coming back i'm not gonna lie no no i'd prefer i'd prefer not uh this story is i can't say it's even remotely funny because it led to a bunch of deaths of bunnies but a barcelona-based vegan activist who thought that she was saving rabbits oh, no. did the exact opposite her rescue of 16 rabbits from a farm near ozono uh, last sunday led to the death of a, over a hundred baby bunnies so this vegan activist breaks right. into a farm and steals or freeze however you want to look at it 16 rabbits well, almost all of those rabbits had babies, and all of the babies oh. had to be euthanized. Over 90 bunnies. So this lady thought that she was doing something good. She thought she was helping it, out, but actually she was hurting the uh, the bunnies. It isn't? I feel really, really bad for this. I feel really bad for this vegan protester. Me too, but I mean, she shouldn't have got broken in there to steal the bunnies. Yeah, I mean, uh, the people from the farm said the 16 are the lucky ones. Um, after the actions like this... Um, we were only able to save a few. The rest had to be euthanized. So oh. that's very... Uh, Think about that before you break into someplace. Like when Brenda Walsh from Beverly Hills 90210 uh, joined that animal terrorist group and, and broke in and uh, and tried to rescue some uh, bunnies. I don't remember what happened. I'm sure it was bad, John. Yeah, I think it was It was definitely uh, It was definitely really bad. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, punishments in school. We had the six-year-old who was uh, handcuffed and taken away uh, from a... From a an elementary school recently. Yep. Well, a New Hampshire mother is now asking for answers and wants someone to be fired after a substitute teacher cut her daughter's hair. Oh. A substitute teacher supposedly asked a, it, it doesn't have an exact age, but it says a middle school student. So I guess I'm guessing what, 13, 14 yeah, maybe? Yeah, probably 12 to 15. Uh, after repeatedly asking this girl to stop playing with her hair, the substitute teacher brought over a pair of scissors and cut out a chunk, what is being described as a three-inch chunk, 
from the girl's head. That's not cool. I mean, what would you? What would the rage be like if you have a girl and you find out the teacher is ripping, ripping her hair and cutting it out? Um, I would be so pissed off. I, I mean, like you, you don't get to cut my kid's hair, especially if you're a substitute. You just do your job, and if you have an issue with their behavior, then discipline her or send her to the office. Don't touch my kid's hair. You're absolutely right. And uh, lastly, to keep it, uh, end on a nice light note, Carson King, a huge college football fan who went viral when he uh, put up a sign on uh, <laughs> on college game day that said, Bush Light Supply Needs Replenished, and he put on his Venmo uh, account at the bottom. Yeah. Well, Bush Light is doing good by him by giving him a year's worth of Bush beer with special made cans with this dude's face on it. That's exceptional. Uh, so, you know, don't be afraid to panhandle and ask for free things because it might uh, end up to, you know, getting a hey, I, I free forgot. beer. Hey, I forgot. I was going to Venmo you. What was your Venmo again? Uh, it's at it's at the... Yep. Or actually, wait. Oh, no. you. I thought you were going to get me with a joke or something. No, no. I just wanted you to give your Venmo on the air to see if people would give you $80,000. Oh, 80000 Yeah, I'll take, uh, take $80,000. Well, I want to make sure I say it right. It's at John-Senning. At J-O-H-N dash S-E-N-N-I-N-G. Now, you shouldn't send John money just to send him money, but really you should. Yeah. How are your joints? All burnt up. Drew Grubb Alive, who are you? Hey, Drew, this is Mike. Great show today. Thanks, Mike, from the 317. What's up? Uh, I was going to call about the Stephen Avery. Oh. uh, You interested? Yeah, no, I'm very interested. Go ahead. Okay, so the serial killer that's uh, accused of doing or had admitted, his daughter actually turned him in. Oh. And, yes, and he was uh, actually a genius, and he was writing letters that would uh, try to throw the police off. And his uh, kind of an M.O. was in this letter, and another man and woman had figured out the code, and it— says his name in the code, which was in multiple murders. And also, when this guy was a uh, child, he was the Black Dahlia. He was madly in love with the Black Dahlia. I'll be damned. I mean, it's pretty. Oh, yes, sir. It's pretty crazy. You might check it out. I'm going to check that out. Appreciate that, Steve. Thank you, man. You you too. Another note uh, to supplement a story I touched on with the uh, um, impeachment process is Donald Trump did tweet uh, shortly ago that he was going to release the fully unredacted um, records of the phone calls that he had with the Ukrainian officials. So a lot of people are saying, you know, this is if he's willing to do that and it's actually what's going to be released then that will probably clear him. Let's hope. Uh, Drew Grubb alive. Hello, who are you? Jay. You ready to play at John's Joints, are you? I am. All righty. Let's see. What beer is going to put the college dude's face on its can? Carson King. Bush Light. It is indeed Bush Latte. Congratulations. Song number one. Lonely Road by Green Day. That was song two, actually. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is the name of the song. Uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. So, well, what did you think song two was? I, I I didn't hear any other songs besides that one. Oh. I thought you were tricking us today. I was. I forgot to play it. I was going to say, there was, a long, there was a long empty piece, and I was like, I missed all three of those songs already? No, I only played two. This was the third one I was supposed to play. I'll give you a second. 
I apologize. I'm normally good at this stuff, but I was paying close attention to John's joints. Hotel California. That is correct. Did you not hear song number one? I did not. Tell you what, if this guy on line three, whoever it is, does not know song number one, I'm going to give you the prize. Hold on. Sir or ma'am, who are you? This is Tim. Tim, did you know song number one? I didn't hear a number one song. I thought it was the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. No, no, there was a song before that. Are I you promise. Sure? I, I absolutely promise. You might not have heard it, but there was a song number one. Caller on line six, did you hear song number one? Get up off on that thing. And then you feel better. He's absolutely correct. Song number one was Get Up Off of That Thing by James Brown. Wow, now we're uh, now we're in a bit of a yeah no yeah now now it's all uh, now I'm in a dilly of a yeah pickle. yeah because now you pretty much have two people that have done equal work. All right, tell you what, you've both done the heavy lifting here. I'm gonna play a song and you're gonna tell me what it is. All right, and the first one to yell your name, I will call on you and you'll get it. All right. All right. All right. What's your name uh, from the eight one three? Shane. Shane, did he say, John? And uh, and your name from the 941, sir? Ken. Oh, at least those don't sound too similar. All right, Shane and Ken, you'll yell your name as soon as you know what song number three, or four, rather, is. He's absolutely right. It's uh, it's Pearl Jam's even flow. Shane, sorry, my man. Ken, you were on point on that one. Nice job, dude. You know, really, I just wanted to. I got a bone, you know? You got a what? With this jerk who says Dixie had it coming? What? I don't know. All right, hold on. Man, that was a whirlwind. Was there a question? Yeah, I asked him what the beer was. Oh, you did? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Sorry, I guess yeah. that was just a whirlwind. No, everything, everything's confusing. Um, and one of the reasons I was so uh, so distracted is uh, Everett tweeted me, and um, God, this is so embarrassing that I do this still. Last night was college night, uh, and so I, I took my son to school for college night, right? And and college night's so weird. There's a representative from the school, and then they shoot the breeze. My son's like, oh, well, theater program, blah, blah, blah. So then uh, he went with his friends to go out to dinner at Tijuana Flats, and I, you know, I don't, I don't like honing in on. I feel like he can be himself when I'm not there, and if I'm there, he has to like behave like his dad is there. So I just let him go to dinner with his friends, even though they asked me if I wanted to come. I'm like, no, you know, you're you're sweet, but thank you, you're all very nice. Um, so I took myself uh, to Publix because I had some stuff to get right, and I'm in the I'm in the deli department, and I decide, you know what? It's been a minute since I've gotten a rotisserie chicken. I got their new uh, maple bourbon. Have you tried that yet? No, I'm not a uh, I'm not a maple fan when it comes oh. to like. I get that. I don't know. Like maple to me, it belongs in my pancakes and maybe my sausage links, but okay. I don't like mapling things that shouldn't be mapled. I respect that. Um, I ate it over my sink like Jim Phillips it, taught me how to do, like a goddamn savage. You liked it? I loved it. Mapley? 
All rotisserie chickens. There's no bad rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I, I think you may want to. Uh, whether it's Moho, whether it's Maple Bourbon. From Publix. Original, yeah, Publix. Right. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to eat any other well, rotisserie you, you chicken. Well, you said there's no such thing as a bad oh, rotisserie chicken. There's no chicken. such thing as a bad Publix rotisserie chicken. They're all delicious. And I eat it like a savage, no plate, no nothing. You lift the chicken out. I have second-degree burns on my fingertips because you can't wait for the damn thing to cool down, and you're just tearing it like you are a a predator that has found its prey in the Serengeti. It is is the ugliest thing. It is no wonder I will never find a woman to accept me the way I eat a rotisserie chicken. It is disgusting. I am a savage, disgusting beast the way I tear up a Publix rotisserie chicken. It's the only thing I do that is even remotely manly. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? This is David. Hey, David, what can we do for you? Yeah, I was wondering, do you guys know why the Bushlight gave that kid all that yeah, beer? I, yeah, he. I guess the money that he did get, he uh, he donated, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went to like the Iowa Children's Hospital. Yeah. So I guess Bush offered to like match it, and Venmo did the same. And it's going to like the end of September. He's like he's leaving it open because as of Wednesday of last week, it was like thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, no, it's over a million dollars now. Man, that's awesome. Oh I love hearing about yeah. uh, hearing hearing people do good like that. Man, that is pretty freaking awesome. All right, guys, you all have a great day. Hey, you do the same, sir. Thank Isn't you. it crazy that just like a like a, a college kid just wanting to like make a joke about free beer ends up. In modern day, through social media, raising a million dollars for a children's hospital, it's sometimes there's hope for this world. Sometimes, Drew Grab alive. Who are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Everett. Everett, Everett, dude. Thanks for reminding me of that, man. What a freaking great ass uh, rotisserie chicken that is. Yeah, I literally started tearing into it into my car. But John, I'm telling you, I know you don't like maple. I will cash app you ten bucks right now if you'll go after work and get one. I guarantee you'll like it. It's probably the best damn rotisserie chicken I've ever had. I mean, if 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 the maple uh, rotisserie chicken is on you, Everett, I, I will try it. I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm not saying you have to, but if you do do that, I will go get one and I will review it live on my Instagram just for you. If John gets ten bucks to John hyphen sending at Venmo, he will use that money to buy Publix rotisserie chicken. The maple bourbon is absolutely outstanding. Definitely, guys. Have a good one. You too, Everett. Thank you. you later, Great Everett. to hear from you, buddy. All right. Um, I know you've always painted me as cat guy. No, you. I haven't painted you as cat guy. You're cat guy. I mean, that's your... I mean, I'm really not. No, what do you mean? I just happen to have had four cats. Right. I mean, you are... It's not... It's ingrained in your DNA. Much like I'm .2 Jewish, you are cat guy. Well, I'm way more than point two cat guy, but I, I've, I'm a rescue guy. I would have rescued dogs. It just worked out that I rescued cats. You're not ready for dogs. I am ready for dogs. Nah. I'll tell you why I'm ready for a dog and what type of dog next on Drew Garabo Live. And, oh, by the way, great news for you cat owners who think that, like, you're in the same playground as dogs. I would have said you were wrong before I read this news story about your cat and how it views you. That's next on Drew Garabo Live. September sell-off is going on now at Sunset Chevrolet Buick GMC in Sarasota. Take advantage of last-chance savings on the strongest and most dependable trucks on the road, like up to $12,000 off the 2019 Silverado. Drive that 2019 Silverado with 0% APR up to 72 months or lease for only $299 per month. It's got advanced technology, unmatched power, more cargo volume than any truck out there. It's sleek, powerful. It's a pleasure to drive. 
Don't wait until the truck you've always wanted is sold off. Shop Sunset Chevrolet Buick GMC, home of guaranteed credit approval, 1800 Bay Road, Sarasota, and sunsetgm.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. For complete details, call 844-252-1902.